Don't touch that dial. This is the station. Relax. Listen to Blondie. Before we join the bumpsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Lisa Adrian. Raise that curtain, Lisa. Look for the silver lining when e'er a cloud appears in the blue. Remember somewhere the sun is shining and so the right thing to do is make it shine for you a heart full of joy and gladness will always banish sadness and strife so always look for the silver lining and try to find the sunny side of life. Thank you, Lisa. You know, folks, these days it's hard to find good, quality, affordable entertainment that the whole family will enjoy. Life goes by fast, and the money can roll out faster than life. Well, look no further, friends. Blondie is being produced and sponsored this week by your very own Watertown Players. The Watertown Players has been around for over 30 years, producing well-known, quality entertainment at extremely affordable prices. You may have seen such wonders as The Music Man, once Upon a Mattress, twice, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, Auntie Mame, Don't Hug Me, Beauty and the Beast Jr., and Steel Magnolias, just to name a few. The Watertown Players makes its home at 210 South Water Street in the market, right here in downtown Watertown. Stay tuned to hear about the next production in the works during our next commercial break. The Watertown Players dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now for our weekly visit with the Bumsteads. In her shining kitchen, Blondie is humming happily to herself as she expertly blends a little bit of this and a little bit of that into hash for supper. Baby Dumpling has had a snack earlier and is visiting at the Fuddles next door. Dagwood seems to be a little late. Perhaps that's his step on the porch now. Blondie! Hi, let me in, will ya? My arms are full. Dagwood, what on earth? Take this paper bag that's under my left arm, quick! I've got it. What's this huge thing you have here? Wait! Wait till I set it down on the floor. Whew! My goodness, Dagwood! Carrying a heavy thing like that! Well, they couldn't deliver it in time for dinner. We don't need anything for dinner, Dagwood. We're having hash. 
Well, I thought we ought to have something better than hash for company. Company? Oh, Dagwood, you haven't invited anyone tonight, have you? Well, in a way. I said, you must come out sometime. And he said he'd come tonight. Who said? Mr. Dithers. Oh, Dagwood Bumstead. Do you mean to say you've invited your boss to dinner and never told me a word about it until ten minutes past six? Well, see, he didn't tell me till five. You might have phoned me, Dagwood. I could have had a nice dinner and flowers on the table. Oh, I thought of flowers. Stopping at the florist is what made me kind of late. Well, what did you buy at the florist shop? That, on the floor. See, Mr. Dithers gets hay fever from some flowers, but I couldn't remember which ones, so I played safe and got this. That heavy thing? Why, it must be a small tree. No, no, look it. See, it's a rubber plant. That's just dandy. Of course, it's too heavy to go on the table, but Mr. Dithers can sit under it and eat hash. We won't have to eat hash, Blondie. I bought everything we need. Here's a lemon pie. It's a funny shape. Yeah, it did get a little bent, but look at these. Squab. Well, that's better, if I have time to cook them. What time is Mr. Dithers coming? Oh, he'll be along. I, uh, think he said six. Or 6.30? Somewhere along there. My goodness, and it's past six this minute. Here, put on this apron. Sure, sure. Uh, what for? Now peel these potatoes and don't leave the eyes in them like you did the last time. Now let's see, four squab. Oh my, but one of these is small. They were all the man had. We could put the little one on a couple of potatoes, just for a flash. Well, that can be the extra one then, one apiece, and that one over. Why, no, honey. See, you and me, that's two, and Mr. and Mrs. Dithers, that makes four. Mrs. Dithers? Oh, Dagwood, no! She isn't coming too, is she? Didn't I tell you? You certainly did not. Oh, Dagwood, do you realize what it means to entertain a strange woman that you've never met without notice? Now don't worry, honey. Mr. Dithers is the one we have to please. I bet she's afraid to open her mouth when he's around. I bet she keeps her eyes open, though. All women do. And when she sees this dinner... It's going to be a fine dinner. And now that I'm helping, we'll have it waiting when they get here. I hope they're late. Dagwood, what are you doing to those potatoes? Peeling them. Look, I've got a system. One slice on each side and one across each end and the potatoes all peeled. You mean it's all gone. Peel them thinner, Dagwood. Oh, dear, I don't see why you had to ask those people to dinner tonight. Oh, didn't I tell you? No, Dagwood, it, it, it isn't more bad news, is it? Well, that depends. Depends? Depends on what? Well, on what happens tonight. It's like this, Blondie. I just found out today that Dithers is going to make some changes around the office. He's going to let two of us go. Oh, Dagwood. Yeah, but then he's going to combine the three departments under one man. 
Well, I'd rather be the one man that stayed and got the better job than be the two men who get fired. You couldn't be the two men who got fired, Dagwood. I mean, oh, he wouldn't let you go, would he? I don't know. The other fellows found out sooner than I did, and they've been entertaining dithers and all. So I... I thought it wouldn't do any harm to have him out to dinner or something. You poor boy. I'm sorry I was so cross, Dagwood. Well, I'll do my share, Dagwood. I know, honey. Gosh, you always come through. If only he won't come too soon. Oh, dear. There he is. Maybe not. Maybe it's Fuddle. Or someone. No, Dagwood. You know Fuddle's ring. He always rings dum-diddy-dum-dum, tum-tum. He thinks it's funny. Yeah. I guess it's Dithers. Well, he'll just have to wait for dinner. Let him in, Dagwood. Don't let him out in the kitchen. Take off that apron and, and try to smile at him. Okay. I'm coming! I'm coming! Smile, Dagwood! Huh? Oh, yeah. Hiya, Mr. Dithers. Hello, don't that bell ring? Oh, sure. Sure. Come in. Come in. Glad to see you. What are you laughing at? I'm not. I, I, I'm just smiling, I you, guess. You look silly. The world is full of grinning idiots. Came out on the bus with one. Laughed at his own jokes. Very annoying. I know. He makes me kind of nervous, too. What? Friend of yours? Oh, no. Just, just, I know what you mean. Uh, I didn't know you rode buses. Wife has the car. Some meeting she went to. She'll be late. Why the apron, Bumpstead? Apron? Uh, oh, yeah. I can't get it untied. It's knotted. Uh, is dinner ready? Well, uh, not quite. I wasn't sure if you said six or 6.30. You don't listen, Bumpstead. I said six, and that meant six. You know me. On the dot dithers. Work, sleep, eat on schedule. That's my rule for success and good health. Got any bicarbonate of soda? Oh, gosh. Another attack of dyspepsia? No, same one. Where's that bicarb? Well, uh, in the kitchen. I guess. Uh, sit down and I'll bring it. Nonsense. Get it myself. When I want a thing, I want it now. For goodness sake, Dagwood, don't... Uh, oh, it's you, Mr. Dithers. Well, what a nice surprise. Hello. Uh, what makes it so hot out here? Maybe it's the stove. Of course it's the stove. Stove's too high, Blondie. My chef at the club cooks everything with a low flame. Well, of course, when there's lots of time. That chef knows his business. We pay him plenty. Beats home cooking all hollow. No woman can cook like a real chef. Not even Mrs. Dithers? Corinthia hasn't seen the inside of a kitchen for years. Too many fads. Here's your bicarbonate of soda. Drink it right down. I know what to do. Well, here's to success. Oh, that stuff hasn't the kick it used to have. Why don't you take Mr. Dithers back to the living room where it's cooler, Dagwood? Don't like the living room. Too quiet. Makes me nervous. What's in that oven? Squab. Do you like squab, Mr. Dithers? 
when it's done properly. I always tell the chef at the club how I want mine. Let's look in the oven. Hmm, onion in the dressing? Just a tiny bit. Corinthia won't eat onions. Oh dear, I'm sorry. Uh, just another fad. Rhythmic dancing, astrology, all fads. Astrology, huh? That's her latest. I humor her a little. The weaker sex, you know. Have to humor them a little, Bumstead. Huh? Uh, oh, yeah. I get... I guess you're right. Certainly I'm right. I keep her happy, but I let her know who's boss. Oh, maybe that's Corinthian now. Yes, that's who it is. Or uh, Hurry, Bumstead, and open the door. Sure, I, uh... I'll open it. Corinthia doesn't like to be kept waiting. Gosh, Blondie, it is hot out here. I wish I could help. Run along, dear. This is a job for the weaker sex. Aw, uh, I don't think you're the weaker sex. I think you're swell. I know, dear. I'll kiss you when I get time. Go on now and welcome Mrs. Dithers. Okay. Uh, but look here, Corinthia. Listen now, Patty. You might have at least met me at the corner. Well, but, but, Patty, how could I know you had to walk? I told you this morning it would be a bad day for me. The aspects were all wrong. My moon was in the wrong house for travel. Uh, certainly, my dear. Uh, that's right. You, you should have stayed home. What? You mean you don't want me here? No, no, Patty. Now, don't petty me. I came out here at the risk of life and limb to help you, and this is my thanks. Where would your business be today, Julius Caesar Dithers, if it weren't for my advice? That's, that's right, my dear, quite right. Rhythmic breathing gave me the power to put you in construction business. Numerology brought out that good-for-nothing partner. And now astrology will carry you to your zenith. Well, my dear, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't your astrology cutting down business now? You want me to fire two good men and... And put a third in place where he can do you some real good. Do you think you're wiser than the stars, Julius? Well, the construction business is a peculiar game and... Will you do as I say or not? Yes, my dear, certainly. Gosh! What? Who is this, Julius? Uh, this is our um, bumstead, dear. Our um, host. Looks just like I thought he would from his horoscope. I do? Oh, my. Have you been uh, listening to our conversation, Bumstead? Well, uh, yes, sir. Oh. I did hear a few things. Oh, and eavesdropper, too. Well, gosh, this is my house, and I just thought I'd come to say hello, but nobody noticed me. You are not the type to attract notice, Mr. Bumstead. Your horoscope shows that. It does? Oh, yes. Your Saturn is square to the sun, with Neptune trying to your moon in the fifth house. Quite hopeless, of course. Oh, my. Are you sure? Definitely. If I have your birthday correct, is this it? Yeah. April 1st. And the year is correct. Wait, I have to count back. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, that's right. 
Then, Mr. Bumstead, you are a dreamer with no executive ability, and you have been wasting your time and ours in the construction business. Mr. Tithers, do you believe that I, I've been wasting my time? I am. Uh, uh, Please don't appeal to Mr. Dithers. He's so emotional. Pisces, you know. Oh, Pisces, huh? Well, then, I guess I'm sunk. The stars do not compel, young man. You can rise to moderate success in some other field. I don't know what I'll do. You might make a passable tree surgeon. But I don't know anything about tree surgeoning. Well, I can't be responsible for that. Come, Julius, we must go. Uh, oh, uh, uh, don't run away so soon. I'm sorry, Bumstead. I'll miss you around the office. Then I'm really fired? Oh, Blondie! Uh, now, don't disturb your wife. Just a minute, Dagwood. Listen, just wait till you see Blondie, Mrs. Dithers. She'll tell you I'm not such a bad guy, and... <gasps> oh, hello. I'm so glad to see you, Mrs. Dithers. My, look at your shoes. All covered with plaster or something. Mortar! None of these men notice that, of course. All busy with their own affairs. I'll get you some slippers right away. I'm afraid I can't stay. Oh, you must. I won't be but a minute. How did you get mortar on your shoes, Corinthia? I walked in it. There's a disgraceful condition in the front of a new building just down the street. Mortar all over the sidewalk. And to make matters worse, when I'd found I'd ruined my shoes and mortars, some idiotic man called out to me and said, Don't be mortified, lady. And then laughed most annoyingly. Fuddle. What? Someone you know? A friend of yours? No, no. Oh, no. But you distinctly said... Puddle. I said puddle. Puddle of mortar, you, you know? Here we are. Just slip these on, Mrs. Dithers. I'll have your shoes dry in no time, and then we can scrape them off. Uh, I don't know if I can get these slippers on. Uh, what? Oh, with your tiny feet. Oh, my, of course you can. Why... They do go on. I knew they would. Now you just rest, Mrs. Dithers. And if you'll excuse me, I'll have dinner ready in no time. Well, I don't think we should dine here, Julius, under the circumstances. You can't go till your shoes are dry. Dinner soon. Hmm. Quite a nice girl. I'm surprised. Gosh, I'd hate to have to tell her. You know what? Uh, can't you find any hope for Bumstead, Corinthia? Well, he was born on the cusp, weren't you, Mr. Bumstead? No, ma'am. On Euclid Avenue. The cusp is a position between two signs. Does that help any? Well, it might. When was your wife born? September 9th. A Virgo. Hmm, that's good. That helps. Yeah? I knew Blondie would help somehow. But on the other hand... Oh, gosh. Is there another hand? Decidedly. I found another influence in your life. Very bad. A Capricorn. That's the goat, you know. I don't know any goats. Honest. This person, 
Male, of course, is the practical joker type. He would cause you to neglect your work, waste time with silly ideas. Oh, I haven't a friend like that. It's very strange. I saw him in your horoscope. A relative or neighbor. Neighbor? Oh, gosh. Know who it is now, Bumpstead? No. Think, Bumstead, no loud, boisterous person in your life like that man who laughed at me down the street? I... I can't think of anyone. Well, I might be wrong, and in that case, the good influence of your wife would certainly... There's hope, Bumstead. Yeah, yeah. Yes, on the whole, with your wife's help and without the Capricorn practical joker... What was that? Oh, nothing. I didn't hear anything. I thought I heard the doorbell. Oh, no, no. Next door, maybe. That's a rap on the door. Your door, Mr. Bumstead. Sounds like some silly fool who thinks it's funny to rap that way. Yeah, yeah. Just some kid, I guess. Well, go and see. No, no. Uh, better to... Uh, overlook it. Are you sure you don't know anyone like that? No, of course not. Why, the idea. Dagwood, that's Mr. Fuddle at the door. You know his ring. So. Fuddle, eh? What's the matter? Everyone deaf? Uh, just the man next door. Uh, we don't like him. He won't stay long. Hi, Dag, old pal. Uh, see me tomorrow, Fuddle. I, uh, we've got company, and... Great news, old boy. Let the company hear it, too. No, no. Uh, tomorrow, maybe. What's the matter, Dag? You're getting as crabby as that old goat you're working with. Shh. He's here. I mean, Mr. Dithers is my company. Let me get a look at him. I want to see if he's as bad as you claim. I think, Corinthia, we've heard enough. More than enough? Don't go, folks. All in fun. So, you're Simon Legree, huh? Where'd you leave your whip? <laughs> bah. Uh, how's that? Bah, sir. Bah. Bah? I must have made you feel sheepish. <laughs> Get it? Bah? Sheep? <laughs> oh, that laugh. That's the man who laughed at me down the street. It's the idiot who annoyed me on the bus. It's the Goat man, the bad influence in Bumstead's life. You see, Julius? You're right, my dear. This settles it, Bumstead. You're fired. Blondie! Oh, Blondie! This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. The holiday season is just around the corner, and we'll be here before you know it. The Watertown Players have two great ways to celebrate. First, in November, the annual Christmas play at the Octagon House Museum, located at 919 Charles Street, here in Watertown. More information on that show will be available soon. Then, in December, the Watertown Players Youth Theater will be presenting Elf the Musical Junior in pre-recorded virtual form. This hilarious fish-out-of-water comedy follows Buddy the Elf in his quest to find his true identity 
and to help all those around him remember the true meaning of Christmas. Elf the Musical Junior will be released on December 11th to the world. For further information on the Watertown Players, please follow the group on Facebook. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. I die. I'm sure I shall. Julius, get my shoes and let's go. Wait! I'm just coming to the best part, Dagwood. You'll love this. Tell me tomorrow, Fuddle. I've got a headache and... But you're in this story, Dag. So as I say, this man said he'd put up the capital and set me up in the pillar business, see? So quick as a flash, I says, pillars, that's a soft job for me. Get it? <laughs> Look, Fuddle. I don't think Mr. Dithers wants to hear about pillows. No, I'm in the construction business. That's hard. Get it? Hard. Hmm, not bad, not bad. But here's a topper for it. I says to this man, well, one thing about this pillow-making game, business can be either down or up. But people have to sleep. <laughs> Get it? Either down, pillows? Either down? <laughs> Look, Fuddle. Tomorrow, I'll talk about the new factory, and... New factory? Bet your life. And Dag here made it possible. Invented a chicken picker to gather feathers. Tried it on our parrot, and it works like a charm. It was just in my spare time, Mr. Dithers. Yes, yes, uh, but what about a new factory? I'm in construction, and... I'm coming to that, Dithers. Minute my money man saw that gadget, he signed on the dotted line. Yes, sir. He did, eh? So, Dag, my boy, you're in. Those sketches of yours for the factory, well... I just advised him a little, Mr. Dithers. I'll say you did. And you'll see those plans grow into a real pillar plant now. Going to remodel some small place, I suppose, Fuddle? Small nothing? For the Fuddle Down Pillar Works? I should say not. Our place is going to be two blocks across the front alone and three stories high with a neon sign on top 60 feet high and running the whole length. And get this, I made this up myself. On the sign, I'll say, cuddle down with a fuddle down for the rest of your life. <laughs> Get it? The rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Julius, that isn't funny. What? On a new three-story building two blocks long? It's got to be funny, Corinthia. Have you really got the money, Fuddle? The check's in the mail, Dag, old pal. Uh, um, who's going to build this place, Fuddle? Well, that's up to Dag here. He may sublet contracts to small firms like yours just for the rough work. Oh, Dithers, no small place, Fuddle. Thank you, Dagwood. Now, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> when could I see the plans? Come over to my place now. No, no, Fuddle, we haven't had dinner yet, and I don't feel well. Nonsense, Bumstead. No time like the present. If anything's worrying you, Dagwood, forget it. Eh, Corinthia? You know what I said, Julius. I haven't changed my mind. Uh, um, uh, you and Mr. Fuddle, run along, Dagwood. I'll be with you in a minute. Oh, all right. But if you're going to ask Mrs. Dithers to change her mind about me, I, I think you're wasting your time. Hey, Fuddle, anything to eat at your house? Now, Corinthia, 
Bumstead isn't a brilliant man, but don't you think, considering his influence in the pillow factory matter... When I say a thing, Julius, I mean it. And the stars have spoken. Well, maybe I can land the factory job without him. <clears throat> hey, fuddle, old man, wait for me. Oh dear, what's become of the pan holder? Dagwood, is that you? No. Oh, Mrs. Dithers, I, I hope you'll excuse the looks of the kitchen. I don't suppose you want me out here, but I'm sick and tired of sitting there alone. Alone? Why? Where have the men gone? Over to that Fuddle's house. My, this is a small kitchen and hot. It's awfully hot here now. You should have been cooking in my day. We used a coal stove. That was hot. I'll bet you were a good cook, too. Well, Mr. Dithers never complained in those days. Mm, I think something's burning. Oh, dear, the squab. Oh, no, they're all right. But I looked just in the nick of time. You shouldn't have got squab just for us. I didn't. Dagwood did. Mmm, those squabs need basting. Do they? I've been so busy. Of course you have. Uh, look out, uh, I'll help you. Oh, goodness, no, your company. I'm sick of being company. This takes me back. Oh, let me help. But it is so hot out here. It's just as hot for you. If you don't baste those squabs soon, they'll be spoiled. Here. Oh, be careful, your dress. It's not a new one. Where's a spare apron? Well, here's one, if you're sure you really want to. Mm, uh, that little apron won't go around me, will it? Of course it will. Here, I'll pin it in the back. Oh, this is awfully nice of you. My, an apron. I never thought I'd have one of these on again. It seems kind of good. I've had so many hobbies lately, I've forgotten what it's like to cook a meal. Well, it gets pretty tiresome sometimes, but it's kind of nice, too. When Dagwood praises the cooking, it's nice. Mmm, yes. Why, Julius used to say... Yes, Mrs. Dithers? This may sound a little silly, but Julius used to say I made the best biscuits in 19 states. But I stopped being any man's slave years ago, thank heaven. I guess you help Mr. Dithers in other ways now, though. Well, I try to do what I can for him. I give him good advice, but sometimes I think he liked the biscuits better. Oh, I guess he appreciates all you do for him. Men don't always say much, but when a husband and wife are really pulling together, it makes them so close to each other and happy. Are you and your husband happy? Really happy? My goodness, yes. Mmm, I wonder if I could remember my recipe for biscuits. Why, of course you can. Want the flour sifter? Why, uh, yes, let me have it. 
My, Mr. Dithers will be surprised. I guess he will. I, I hope they come out all right. We'll make the boys eat them anyhow. <laughs> a flower in here? Yes. My, you keep everything as neat as a pin, Mrs. Bumstead. Why don't you just call me Blondie? Blondie. That's kind of cute. Uh, my name's Corinthia. You could call me Cory for short. All right, Cory. Got everything you want? Everything I want. Well, that's a large order. But if I haven't, I guess you could show me how to get it. I'll bet Dagwood will be pleased to see hot biscuits, too. I hope the poor boy will have some appetite for them. Oh, Dagwood always has an appetite. Well, I, I brought him some bad news tonight. His horoscope, you know. Oh, did you read Dagwood's horoscope? Yes, and as much as I like you, Blandy, it, it wasn't very favorable. Oh, it never is at first. At first? Yes. You see, he forgets to tell people that he was born during leap year. Leap year? Oh, yes, the 29th, the extra day. Why, he told me it was April 1st. Oh, he always says that. You see, when he was a little boy, they didn't want him to have a birthday only every fourth year, so they, April, fooled him. They told him it was April 1st. I see. Of course. I suppose you made a lot of mistakes in his horoscope on account of that. I almost made a terrible mistake, my dear, but it's all right now. Listen, I heard the front door. The men have come home. Check in the mail, bah. Why, that man, he's counting on hasn't a dime. Gosh, I'm sorry, Mr. Dithers. Corinthia, where are you? Out here in the kitchen. What? The, the kitchen? Why, Corinthia, you, you've got an apron on. Well, what of it? But there's, er, uh, there's flour on you. Yes, I know. I'm making biscuits. Biscuits? Why, Corey? Oh, Julius, you haven't called me that in years. Uh, uh, watch my biscuits, Blandy. I want to have a word with Julius alone. Tell him the horoscope was wrong. Don't worry about that horoscope, my dear. Mr. Dithers needs Dagwood in his business. Julius, I've made the most wonderful discovery. Shut the door, Dagwood. Say, what's going on in here? Why, nothing in the world, Dagwood. We've just been getting dinner. But Mrs. Dithers said that Dithers needs me, and that she made a discovery? She has, too. But it's a secret between us women. But do you think I'll get that better job instead of being fired? Of course, dear. That's no secret. Gosh, you always get me out of trouble, Blondie. Why, there I was with my moon in Capricorn and my sun in the aquarium, or something like that. And still you get me out of it. Do you know that? No, but I think I'd better get those squab out of the oven or they'll be in Pisces. <laughs> get it? Pisces. <laughs> Blondie. <laughs> <laughs> And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. 
Next week's episode is entitled Dagwood, the Great Detective. Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Astrology and Biscuits, feature the voice talents of Annette Weirich as Mrs. Dithers, Jim Ortega as Mr. Dithers, Matt Emerson as Fuddle, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Don't forget these fine upcoming productions, the annual Christmas play being presented at the Octagon House Museum, and Elf the Music Junior being presented virtually in December. For further information, follow the Watertown Players on Facebook. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text Blondie to 44321. That's Blondie, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night!